You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to our study on the storehouse blessing. Our text for this week is Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns or storehouses will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Of course, this is a blessing on those who honor God with their first fruits. We call that tithing. And uh, the blessing of God is on our substance when we do that. Now, Christ did not utilize what we call an intermediate-use storehouse. That would be a barn or a storehouse. He did not have that. He didn't utilize that. It was not practical. It would have been totally impractical for his ministry, just as it was somewhat impractical for Abraham. He did not have big barns and storehouses. He carried his wealth on the hoof, so to speak, with his herds and flocks. So God blesses us according to our purposes. And you need to understand that with Christ. His purpose was not to raise a large family, to have a number of children. For that reason, he didn't have a wife, he didn't have a home, he didn't raise children. He would be one who would be related to all of us. We are his bride in the church. We are his children. So you see, Jesus had a totally different kind of purpose than the average believer. Now, barns full of supplies would have held Jesus back. He didn't dip into that, but he did have an immediate-use storehouse, which was the common purse that held about 200 days' wages. He had a third type of storehouse we haven't yet gotten into. We will, but I want to talk more about this intermediate-use storehouse today. Now, Jesus was not poor. Jesus, if he did not have these intermediate storehouses, it was not because he was too poor to utilize them. He had another system of provision that superseded them or that went beyond him. But I want to show you that Jesus was not without means. Jesus had to have money to operate his ministry. Jesus did not teach his disciples to be beggars. They did not depend upon people as beggars would have. They did not wander around as spiritual hippies looking for handouts. That's not how Jesus operated his ministry. We'll show you that uh, conclusively as we get deeper into this. But he had to support his disciples. Now in 1 Timothy 5.8, the apostle Paul writes, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You see, Jesus had disciples who were married. Now we don't know how many of them were. We know at least Peter was. Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 38 Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. 
but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made a request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. So when Simon followed Jesus full time, he had to send money back to support his wife. It could also have been possible that he supported his mother-in-law as well. So Jesus was not a man without means. He did not have an intermediate storehouse. He never classed himself with the poor. He classed the preaching of the gospel to the poor as a supernatural work that he was called to do. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11, verses 4 and 5. Go and tell John the things which you hear and see, because John was wondering, is Jesus going to come into his messianic kingdom? What happens now? And, and they ask him the question, are you the one who should come? Should we look for another? In other words, there was an idea in those days there might be two messiahs. So Jesus sent back to John this message, the blind see, the lame walk. Now, very important. This is a prophecy from Isaiah. At least three times Isaiah said he would open the eyes of the blind. And that's only spoken of by the Messiah. In other words, there were no blind people healed in all of the Old Testament, even though there were lots of miracles. The healing of the blind and the healing of the deaf ear was reserved for the Messiah. And that's something that he did. So he said to John, uh, go tell him this, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and, and look at what he puts in this list, the poor have the gospel preached to them. In other words, all of these people are getting remedies. Blind people are getting their sight. Lame people are walking. Lepers, they're being cleansed. Deaf people, they're able to hear. Dead people, they're being raised up. All of them have a remedy. Then what is the remedy for the poor? The poor have the gospel preached to them. Now, it not only means that they're going to be saved as a result of believing, but it's indicating to us that there is something inside the gospel message that breaks oppression. God wants to break oppression in the lives of people. It's not his place to find people in destitute poverty and then leave them in that. He wants to bring them. I didn't say he's going to make everybody a millionaire. I didn't say that. But he wants to provide for people. Now, Jesus never put himself in that class. Matthew 26, 11, when, it was, when uh, he was uh, being criticized and the lady was criticized for pouring the oil on his head, this is what he said, for you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. And it's because they criticized her and said this oil could have been sold and the money given to the poor. And Jesus could have said it like this, us poor folks will be with you always. He didn't put himself in that class. He separated himself from that. Now, I didn't say Jesus was a millionaire. I didn't say he carried around bags of gold. We've already established that his immediate use bag contained about 200 days wages. That's what he kept in the purse. 
Uh, he preached to the poor, Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. In other words, the poor would not be excluded because they were poor. The gospel is for everybody because it breaks oppression for everybody. Now, some people have this idea that Jesus had absolutely nothing and they base it on a statement that is taken totally out of context. And here it is in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 58. Foxes have holes, Jesus said. Birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, I've heard people take that and say, see, Jesus didn't even have a home. That's not true. He had a home. In Capernaum, he had a place. His disciples asked him, where do you live? He said, come and see. They went to his home. He had a rented house in Capernaum for a season. But he didn't live there all the time because his ministry carried him all over Israel. But when Jesus said this, he said this in the context of persecution. I'm going to read now some earlier verses from that same place, Luke 9, here we're going to read 52 and 53, which come before 58. As they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. In other words, these Samaritan villagers would not allow Jesus to stay. He was going to pay for it. They wouldn't even rent him a room. For the night. So he said, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Why is that? Because he was intent upon going to Jerusalem to die on the cross. They got wind of that. They were rivals with Jerusalem. They did not believe that salvation was of the Jews. Jesus had said that. They were opposed to that. And so they were fighting him for going to Jerusalem. Uh, you know, in, in, in many cases, Jewish people didn't even travel through Samaria for that kind of reason because of the persecution that would have happened there and the rivalry that would have happened. So what we see here is the blessing of God does not eliminate persecution. The blessing of God does eliminate oppression. And what a lot of people look at in scriptures, they look at persecution and they equate it with oppression. That's not the case. God wants to deliver people from oppression. For that reason, Jesus preached the gospel to the poor. Now, he never one time told his apostles, if you follow me, you will never have any persecution. That's not the case. But he did want to take them out of oppression. But they were taken care of. They did not leave, live without means. But it was not because they carried huge bags of money with them everywhere they went. There was a third type of storehouse that Jesus relied on and utilized extensively in his ministry. So he voluntarily gave up the intermediate use storehouse so that he could lean on the third type of storehouse. 
and we will study that in the lessons to come. And I'm telling you, it's important to understand how these three storehouses work. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.